Um, hello, this is Ankita. I'm from London Wine Competition, and today we are with Federico at 67 Paul Mall. So great to have you, Federico, for Thank inside you very much the for having me. inside the drinks business series. And uh, why don't we start with you telling us about uh, you? And as we were discussing, it's a long journey you have with 67 Paul Mall. So why don't you tell us about uh, how long you have been with them, and how is your role developed over the years? Uh, okay, I mean, how long I've been working for 67, I almost forgot because I basically started since day one. Moved from Italy, want to discover a little bit more about uh, international wine, not just be stuck to the great wine of Italy, but that's something else that was uh, uh, more interesting for me. Some wine from Australia, America, uh, England, from, from anywhere. So I decided to move to 67 in, uh, uh, to London uh, in uh, 2014. I want to study more. Uh, I want to do my WSET course, my course of Master Sommelier, and everything was, uh, uh, was here in London. So it was easy for me as Italian to travel and come to London. One of my first jobs was at the Garry's on Bermondsey Street, really close to WSET um, uh, school. Uh, so I was working as a bar manager there and at the same time studying. Um, a position arises in 67 Palmade as a sommelier. I applied, but I wasn't uh, uh, prepared and knowledgeable enough to be in a place like 67. But at the same time, they offered me, they was kind to offer me a position as a seller hand. Uh, I jump right. on it because I really want to be here. And, uh, and then my journey started. It was 2015, 67 open November 2015 as a seller hand. And literally, when you say I build a seller, where a couple of uh, seller guy over there, a lot of delivery and uh, having in my hands, I remember old vintage of Barolo Monfortino, Lafitte, Petrus, oh, Yalumba, so everything, things that I heard and I saw just uh, on books where I was studying and the time I was actually holding those bottles. So I start from seller and then moving, uh, finally I had the opportunity to move as a, a junior sommelier. Nice. Sommelier, also we have many events happening here 67, great master classes, few to mention, they are still in my, in my dream, in my heart. And uh, I became an event manager, so I organizing, uh, of course, with the help of the, and support of the event team to organize events, so much more involved in everything, see, from, uh, from table uh, to, uh, from the winery to the, to the table. So we were uh, pouring wine, understanding how much wine you need to pour Correct. in each glass, uh, dealing with winery, find the right vintage, the right uh, events, so everything. So that was my role also in organizing glasses. We have amazing Zalto glasses, beautiful, but really fragile. So organize this uh, masterclass with this army of uh, glasses on the table. Wow. I remember one of the, 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 the most famous was the uh, champagne tasting. We have so many, more than 15 uh, uh, prestige uh, uh, cuvee on okay. the table. At the same time, we have like on the table more than 2000 glasses wow. uh, Zalto. So it was uh, beautiful to see, but really difficult to handle. Um, that was uh, my experience with the uh, with, uh, with event. And uh, moving then to much more involving the sommelier um, role, managing the club, the lounge, because we have two floors, the lounge room and the club room upstairs, open in 2017. So be more uh, um, in charge of uh, lounge than the club, moving to assistant and sommelier, deputy, and finally 
uh, had sommelier. So probably, uh, I believe, I in terms of wine team, I work in each uh, uh, in each department six seven, and this will allow me to know uh, this company really from from the bottom, where the seller is, to the top where we have our club room, and maybe in the future even something else uh, above. Uh, we are uh, expanding in many other countries already. Right, yes. We are in uh, Singapore, uh, we are in Verbier. Uh, Bonn is already uh, a project that is happening. Few other nice. um, European countries, few other uh, Asian countries, and somewhere else. I can't mention too much, but our right. CEO Grant Ashton is. Uh, always traveling in uh, many, many countries and something else will happen really soon. So a lot of excitement here regarding wines, of course, because our focus uh, almost dozen wines by the glass here using Coramin system, uh, our beautiful uh, Zalto glasses and, um, and much more to come. So that's, uh, that's uh, my role here now as, uh, at, uh, at Sommelier. Amazing. It, I mean, it looks very diverse. It looks very uh, exciting to me. So when we say that not just uh, the venue, but the events is something that you take care of, it adds up to. So tell us more about how a head sommelier role changes when it comes to a wine club. So as you said that you, you are taking care of the events, you are taking care of the team. So uh, tell us like a couple of points where you think that it's very different from how head sommelier role is normally in a hotel or a restaurant and how it is in the wine club. I think one of the main difference be the head sommelier or anyway work in a wine club that you uh, see people much more often. It's not just uh, they come for you for the food or for the wine, but come also for the atmosphere of the club. So you build you build with them um, a relationship as a professional relationship, sometimes friendship, True. and also as they see as a, a wine professional. Uh, they ask you about, uh, of course, the one that you have on the list, Correct. but also what they should buy, which country they should go, um, you know, how organize a one trip to visit a winery based on your experience. Sometimes it happens, I go sometimes in Barolo, they see something that I posted, okay, you went to uh, visit uh, this great guy, Gianluca Colombo, he's uh, an upcoming producer, where is he based? I would like to visit. Wow. Uh, so everything you do, it really reflects. So. It's really important also working in a wine club to me is really uh, respect the rules of the club because whatever you do reflects 67 Palmar. Even when you travel, you are a professional. So whatever you post, whatever you drink, correct. it correct. makes a, a difference and um, a member will, will ask you to do. So there is this professional relationship and friendship relationship. And I say you see them much more often. As a sommelier, also you have to mentoring your uh, your team. You need to keep them always uh, up to the standard of 67, uh, uh, teaching them based on your not just on knowledge on the book, but uh, on uh, uh, the real your, situations. The real situation, Correct. because uh, you might have uh, they're all different members, but every time they have the same attention, but every time it's got different personalities. So there's some people yes. that like to be left alone at the table, but they won't ask you, they will never ask you maybe for a glass of wine. You should know really what they, what they, want. What they want, exactly. And some other people, they just want you to, to choose exactly or something always uh, surprise me. But you know, uh, surprise can be uh, by quality, by style, by price, it can be a surprise sometimes. So there are so many uh, different uh, approach. And that's the beauty of 67. You need to really to know who you have uh, in front of you. Correct. That's the, the, the secret of, uh, of being a, 
in a wine club. <laughs> That's correct. Well, I mean, uh, uh, the customer handling, one-time customer is different, but taking yeah. care of your members is something where you have to go more about networking, relationship building. So networking, you have to yeah. be uh, very proactive in terms of understanding what the members are looking for, what is their purpose or visit. So I think And that also is, we yeah. work in hospitality and this is important because it's also about the experience because one-time customer, I'm not saying it easier. <laughs> To, uh, to handle, but you can give you really your 100%. It's like a more um, uh, a sprint. We okay. work in a marathon style. You see them every time. You need to be constant and give it the best of you, but spread in different situations. So, and that's the most difficult thing, to be consistent in, uh, in uh, the service and uh, the relationship and the quality that can be quality as yourself as a person but also quality of, of the wine the delivery so who's having the best wine on the list it doesn't have to be the most expensive it has true. to be the yeah. best wine of the twinters the best wine of the region so involve a lot of study always need to be updated a lot of traveling uh, and a lot of testing around london thankfully we are in london and that's the reason why i came Correct. every day there is testing of wine of Israeli wine we have yesterday evening, uh, uh, Italian wine, Spanish wine, uh, uh, Australian wine. So it's the beautiful. You Amazing. can compare them. You become a professional, not just on uh, uh, assessing quality of the wine, but also understand if this wine is uh, the price of the wine is the, is the best. Um, I have a great Nebbiolo from north of Italy, but a great Nebbiolo from Australia. Australia. So is the price correct? Uh, is the quality what you expect? So it's a beautiful place, London. There's a lot of competition, True. but also uh, it's always seen, I believe, few cities in the world uh, in terms of uh, benchmark for wine professional. Okay. I would say okay. New York, London, uh, really competitive uh, in terms of industry, but uh, the, the best people in the industry, most knowledgeable people, they always are around. Uh, are around these uh, two two cities, I would say. Something Great. also in Singapore, but definitely London and New York always been the the benchmark for. It's so wine is really appreciated in London, and New York. True. It means that. Uh, definitely has got the, the standard longer. has gone up yeah. already yeah, yeah great so i want to pick your brain more on the wine list so as we were discussing before so uh when it comes to curating a wine list now let's talk about something which you are coming up with that means curating a wine list all together for a new country so what london people want is definitely going to be different than what singapore wants so tell us about how do you go about curating a wine list for a new country like because you are involved in the project, I'm sure you have in and out information or you are yourself handing, you're helping out the, the Singapore Wine Club. So what is it goes when you curate a wine list for a new country? What criteria or factors do you keep? Uh, when you curate a wine list for a, a new country also, you need to see if this country is a, is a winemaking country. Okay. Uh, it's a winemaking country, you also to be uh, kind and uh, careful on how you um, compare the wine from the country to other wine. If you go to France, of course, it's really strong in winemaking, so we go on probably the, among yes. the, the yes. most amazing wines. So it's also important to uh, bring high quality, compare the prices, see if the grape variety are international grape variety, French grape varieties, even if you go to Italy. Then if you create a one list for a country that is also a winemaking country, you have much more, uh, uh, you know, space of manoeuvre. Uh, that's most important. Also, it's important to see uh, taxes, uh, shipment cost, and uh, also availability of, uh, of wine in this country, how they travel. So it depends where, uh, where the wine travel to and to see if the wine that is the right importer, if there are uh, trustable sources, 
If it's a wine for everyday consumption, it's a wine for collectible. Got we it. like to know where this wine comes from because we'd always like to give the best to our members and the best to, um, in terms of, you know, genuinity of, uh, of, uh, of wine. Uh, a lot of uh, relations with the winemakers, so we are quite safe on that. Uh, but definitely, yes, it's one of the most important uh, uh, thing. Price, where you source your wine, how uh, you can uh, uh, be, be um, able to get this wine, and also the, the final cost of the wine. If taxes affect the, the wine, cost, shipping, uh, because uh, um, competition with wine, it can be, I was making an example before, I'm Italian and I love my Barolo, but sometimes doing some other testing, you'll find your Nebbiolos from other areas in the world. For example, if you go to, we don't have anything yet there, but if you open a club in, uh, in Italy and you start selling Australian Nebbiolo, you need to be knowledgeable about the grape, how That's he true. performs, yes. and how you can sell it in a market where there's stronger um, culture of wine and of the grape. So you need to be careful. You might be able to uh, export some other different wine that are not famous in the country. So when you go to France and you want to sell Pinot Noir or Bordeaux blend, you need to be able to say, yes, this is a great wine. And compared to the greatest wine of France, yeah. Bordeaux blend on Nebbiolo, Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, uh, Cabernet Franc, you need to tell them why you decide to go for this uh, Bordeaux blend from another country and why I have to pay this uh, amount of money when I can get something for cheaper or more expensive for a different quality. Correct. So there are so many things involved, quality of fruits, quality of wine, style, price. So these are all um, information they are uh, involved in, uh, in making uh, a wine uh, list. list for a new, uh, different, a new country. That's interesting. And how much does suppliers and distributors have a say in this? Ah, definitely, we, I believe everybody who tastes and knows about wine has a say. Uh, so feedback are always welcome. Of course, the decision then is ours, uh, in a way, because we, uh, we need then to see if it fits in our budgets. Uh, if, uh, uh, it's almost important going back to a country to see where people they are in the country are from. Uh, Singapore, for example, is a country that got many people, foreign people. London also is a people that our members are mainly uh, from UK. British, but also you have a lot of American, French, Italian, Asian people, so their taste may be different, different. the culture of wine is different, so um, you need to be uh, aware of um, supply and distributors. Yes. So yes, uh, that's really important, you need to also see uh, which distributors, it's really important having great relationship with distributors, especially from 67 Palmal, they're always looking for niche wine, the best vintages. We always like to be on top of the list of our distributor because uh, you know, maybe a couple of bottles of Cheval Blanc 1947 and there are a few bottles and many people they want it. So uh, relationships are really important. Also small producer that uh, they would like you to taste, to give a feedback and then it might be uh, a great uh, new upcoming producer. So that's, that's that's what it can happen. So when we talk about wine lists, so I'm sure that when you put down a wine list, there might be some things which are going to work and something which might not work. So there might be some non-performing units and there are performing units. So how do you make sure that when you're making a wine list, it becomes at least the profitable one, it close to the, the being a profitable wine list. So what are the factors that you consider to make it near to the profitable wine list? 
I mean, to make to the profit, you always uh, to buy the wine that uh, you can sell. Wine, the wine, buy the wine. They have a really good value for money. We okay. want to buy when we buy a young wine. Wine they have, uh, you know, wine that might have uh, a really a great aging potential, so yeah. that you can buy maybe a good price and keep there in the cellar for a little bit, and one actually for early uh, consume. Uh, that's uh, definitely something we need to take in consideration uh, as an investment uh, uh, as wine, especially in certain area. Uh, also, the period of the year is really important when you buy wine. Of course, the amount of port or fortified wine, Madeira wine that you sell during November, December, you know, the Correct. same amount of wine that you sell in spring. Maybe spring we like to focus a little bit on our rosé from Sicily, from Provence, uh, from, uh, from other parts of the world. So, season is really important. Uh, some uh, special celebration uh, that can be, as I say, before uh, Christmas or maybe the hunting season. Season. So when you have much more gamey food, really old Burgundy, old Barolo uh, will help. So uh, we follow also, it's really important, a glass of wine on its own is great, but a glass of wine is also goes even better with the, with the food. So also we check what uh, uh, food with our chef is available on the season. We have uh, uh, this great oyster this month or mussels or great seafood. We maybe focus a little bit more on uh, uh, white wine, so we emphasize a little bit that also uh, prior service with uh, our sommelier okay. and uh, we easily, guys, we have this great Burgundy to sell. The menu is based on this uh, seafood for this period. Let's try to push a little bit this wine. This can be nice, white Burgundy, nice. yeah. uh, Hermitage, and um, white wine Albarino. So we try not to focus just on the most prestigious uh, area. Uh, but as I say, we are wine from many, many countries, so we can really sell uh, what our members want. Sometimes the request is straight, I want that, that and that, and sometimes it just surprise me and give me Tell something us. that you think, yes. something similar option. So we like to um, discover every day something, something new. Great. So I think as much as it takes for you to make a new wine list in a new country, uh, at the same time when you are in a, in a city like London, and where the taste changes, where things changes over a couple given months. How do you keep your wine list updated and relevant? What sort of activities do you do? What sort of decisions you make? What do you do? Whether you go for research, whether you see, whether whether you do a lot of tasting yourself. So how do you keep your wine list updated for city where you are based and yourself? I, I think that uh, uh, one of my previous colleague, Terry Candilis, always say, um, uh, knowledge is power. So I believe uh, above everything is always important knowledge. So keep yourself updated, but literally study, reading, uh, magazine, uh, online, uh, feedback from friends. They are one of the most uh, important things. So always know what's happening in the market, what's happening in the wine region, study, traveling, Correct. going to visit winery, uh, going to visit a uh, new wine region or a region that you know you may be strong in certain area but always there is a new producer um, and testing and testing is uh, and talking with people because uh, we sometimes check every year and Premier Bordeaux every year Premier Burgundy uh, Bulgari uh, Anteprima and you see the style might change why the style change different in the in the climate 
different in the winemaking process, different in the way on the style, because maybe the palate of the new generation is much different. more different. So the whole school, I would like to call it that, like something I would say, I don't know, much more richer, riper, uh, a little bit more uh, creamier. Nowadays, people like me fresher, approachable wine, knowledge, because of our internet, much more availability of uh, um, um, wine courses yes. and knowledge make people more uh, knowledge and uh, uh, to discover a new country so maybe uh, a new grape variety much crunchier fresher maybe with a uh, ready to be drunk in, uh, in like the first RTDs year. Like which are coming, yeah. Exactly, that says maybe so that really uh, affects uh, uh, how to make a one list, how to deal with distributor and also people that change your city line in London, you have a lot of people moving to a supplier to another. Got so uh, it's beautiful also to see a, a new idea and a new project. So uh, always people come with us to us uh, offering uh, wine to taste uh, and I like to take that because it's a way is uh, to know what's happening, uh, testing, the more you test, the more you understand. It also is a good uh, training for, for, the, for the wine team. Going back to uh, the mentoring, uh, uh, talking with the winemaker, nothing can give you better knowledge than talking who actually who makes the wine, who lives every day in the vineyard, who uh, um, can give you all the reality and the and knowledge about some people are interested in how much the alcohol is, pH, volatile acidity, some people are much interested in uh, uh, what aroma, the primary aroma of this wine are. So that's the beauty of uh, of also uh, testing, Great. also the feedback of our member because That's our good. member are I from. I was about uh, to ask that. How much do you consider? Definitely this? yes, yeah. because I mean our uh, members are uh, wine professionals. That's so good. in the trade, master of wine, master sommelier, uh, wine buyer. So people that work in the in the industry, but also wine lover because the feedback is also uh, really technical sometimes but I always say it's the wine that speaks I always take in consideration my mother's feedback and my girlfriend's feedback because sometimes it's what actually would you like to drink this wine yes or no, no. and this yes. is much more sometimes than oh the oak is really well integrated it comes from whatever so feedback of people that drink a wine is really really important to me so wine lover is what we have here and, and they're the end consumer. I mean, eventually, that is the bigger part of uh, what people are going to consume. In the end, yes. is also, yeah, uh, we are a business, we need to sell, and also we need to make a one wine list in a way that reflects all the offer of wine in the world, but also what people would like to drink. C67 would have been renowned, you know, for the great Burgundy, great Bordeaux, old Barolo, all the Bulgari. Uh, great Napa, so everybody has uh, uh, as a, a say yes. in a yes. different country. So, so basically on the role, how much your time goes when it comes to doing the event? So my question that is going to follow up there is, which you can also include in your answer, what sort of events do you take up? When you decide this year, uh, 67 Paul Mall wants to go for these many events for the members, how you make the decision? How you make the decisions of what are the events that you want to do? Are those events uh, comes from a request of the members or you decide to do this on your own for the members? So how do you decide on the events? Uh, yeah, when we uh, decide that we're going to event, of course we start to um, schedule them um, as much ahead as we can because uh, 
would like to invite winemaker here so they already okay. have their uh, nice. uh, international trip already set up so Great. at least a year in advance with certain winemaker because we want to have them in the perfect time of the uh, um, the season if a bordeaux and premier bordeaux and premier burgundy and premier um, Sangiovese, Brunello, uh, so we like to have them in the right time of the year, so we need to start talking with them at least a year in advance. Of course, uh, requests come from members, sometimes our sommeliers are involved in uh, running uh, blind testing, big spoke event right. for them, right. Malbec from uh, around the world, Syrah from around the world, so that's our uh, educational um, event, sometimes uh, our uh, member ask also, it depends, we have a few private rooms and a big uh, room downstairs. Some members, they want to impress their colleague and they want to organize a, a wine uh, event and they nice. tell us to choose, they give a budget and we talk about uh, whatever they decide or just we have uh, like a, a blank sheet and we can uh, choose whatever uh, uh, we want. So right. we have uh, some, of course, scheduled events during the year. We have some uh, bespoke events and always in hospitality, the last minute event. Can you organize <laughs> that for? Uh, yes, we can. Yeah. We try to do as much That's as great. we can, but yeah. it's the reality of hospitality. So everything is planned well in advance. But there's always, um, but always you know, those dates that, of course, the surprises that surprise us. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, event take a long time to, to organize because it's not just about okay shall we do the 16th of April uh, you need to decide the event you need to find the wine sometimes are available in London with their importers sometimes you deal directly with the winemaker you discuss about price about the right vintage that uh, that you would like to have then you discuss if it's a wine dinner, if it's a wine testing, which kind of glasses they want. I like to have my Sangiovese in a nice Burgundy glasses and then one maker maybe wants in a universal because it's uh, uh, smaller, closer and more uh, the aroma, they feel better. So you need to speak about that, how many glasses you want. If you want to pre-pour the wine, double decanted, uh, keeping the right temperature the night before. Correct. There are so many things involved. Then when a guest has his glass and his wine in the uh, in his hands, that's the hands. But there is a lot of little bees behind the prepare everything. So it takes that's takes a long time to deliver an excellent uh, uh, service that we like to provide every time here at 67. Amazing, I think. Uh, so I see a lot of lot of uh, your team members all around the wine club. So can you just tell us more about when it comes to a wine club, let's say 67 Paul Mall, what sort of roles exist here? Like what all they do? Like is there a role for a like, wine seller person? There's a role for a sommelier? So what sort of the basics and the important roles I mean, all the roles which are there in 67. I mean, 6-7 is quite big. We grew a lot in the in the in the few years. So, uh, role of 67 are the classic, I would say, uh, from uh, junior sommelier to head sommelier. Uh, then we have a seller team. We are lucky enough to have people they actually put away the delivery, they bring the wine to us, which some people sometimes they don't consider, but uh, when you have a lot of wine delivery and someone put it away you for you, there's a great yeah. relationship between True. seller and the wine team. Uh, we have an event team, of course, the front of house that will help us on the food. We are just really uh, focused on, uh, uh, on wine. We have uh, actually a team dedicated just to look after our precious and beautiful glasses. Zalto glasses. So it is another benefit of 67. You have seven barbecue that look after 
And these, they actually set up rooms because we have a St. James room where we do up to 60 uh, people masterclass with uh, an army of uh, glasses, glasses over there. So we have people who set up the room, uh, people who organize and decide how many uh, wines, how many glasses are going to the table, people who uh, print the mats. Sommelier team is not just involved on service, they check if all the wines printed and written on the mats are reflecting the right wine the right vintage on the bottle, the right appellation, the spelling. Cool. We really like nice. to check uh, yeah. in a maniacal way that everything has to be spot on. When we get the wine delivery, there is a seller team that check and boxes, everything has been delivered. Uh, so it's, it's a big operation from event, from restaurant, uh, from uh, people they study, come here and say, I'm preparing my uh, court of master's yeah. exam, my WSAT, can you prepare a flight of six wine blind? Nice. A lot of exchange also with the, nice. uh, the hospitality uh, people that come here. We like this uh, uh, relationship. Can I come tomorrow, 10 in the morning, uh, before I start my service to a blind testing and next time I go to see them? And it's beautiful to keep this uh, relationship between people. And then, again, you exchange feedback. Oh, do you know what? I had blind testing at that restaurant. They told me that it's a beautiful uh, uh, Malbec from whatever. Why don't you try? I'll invite uh, the winemaker. He's actually in London yeah, so next week. So, that and that really today. keeps everything uh, uh, up to date. So, uh, going back to the team: junior sommelier, sommelier, senior sommelier, event sommelier, uh, head sommelier, the two deputies, and also an event team that uh, that help to bring uh, uh, wine scenes and uh, buying. Uh, uh, team, team. Okay. that uh, also help because we sit down, we test together, we decide what to buy, we check the price on the market, it's something that we would like to... The budget is for. The budget yep. is for and we are willing to spend that money true, for that. True. Uh, Great. Wine. What according to you, been so close to these trade people, close to the wine lovers, close to MWs and MS and your members, you get a lot of information about what is going on in the market, what people are liking, what they are drinking, what they prefer to drink, according to you. Uh, where the UK wine industry is moving, what are the changes do you see? And next, for example, 2023, how the wine scene is going to be? What are, what are the things that you, being uh, a head sommelier, you are going to implement here in 67 Cornwall? So can you just quickly help us no, out? I here? can give you like a few numbers. We uh, remember when we started here, we had uh, one slash two uh, sparkling wine. When I think about UK, there is a beautiful uh, uh, still wine, white and red, but definitely the focus nowadays at the moment, Great. it will be also for still wine. It's much more on the great uh, uh, traditional right. of sparkling wine of uh, uh, of UK. When we start, when I start here, we had I think two wine uh, by the glass okay. or on the list and nowadays we have uh, uh, almost all of them. So uh, I know you want to mention the number because I'm busy all of them from uh, wow. sparkling from, uh, from UK. I can see also the prices changing of them uh, and the quality increasing. Um, but definitely I can see the uh, UK markets uh, getting better and better for reason they are. Climate is getting okay. much more uh, 
better climate for uh, uh, grape variety, mainly, let's say Chardonnay and Pinot Noir for uh, traditional method wine. The quality of the fruits, uh, the sunshine in the uh, UK, although a day like that, it yes, seems to be... Yes, I was about to uh, say that. Me, no, it's the sunshine, so yes. the quality of the ripeness of the grape is getting much nice. better to have this uh, traditional wine. The quality also much more knowledge and uh, much more uh, um, uh, time spent in making wine, give you much more uh, uh, better quality uh, wine. And I can see also, I travel, I remember in a couple of trips, I've seen a few of the important uh, uh, sparkling wine, uh, winery exported in, uh, in, in other countries that I couldn't believe there was their English wine because they were strong for, uh, um, for uh, sparkling wine in that country. So I think um, quality is increasing, uh, the, the climate is changing, changing. and also is helping uh, to get a better uh, quality wine and also knowledge and awareness of who makes wine, investing more money, investing more uh, in people who make the wine and um, what else can make in that. And the awareness of also the, the customer. I've seen yes. in the last year many people that say can have, uh, not just British people, people from everywhere because 67 True. offer wine from everywhere in the world. People coming to me and say can have uh, an English sparkling. So that is definitely something that is changing. It's not just focus on Champagne, uh, but on other uh, sparkling country. But definitely UK is, uh, is doing well. I can see how much we are um, buying now in terms of wine from UK, what we used to do, and there's always a plus, so increasing that. And I believe in the next five years, it will be uh, even more quality, quantity, and, um, and awareness from, uh, from people.